Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Welcome to the Dogs Podcast with your hosts, Blake Reniker, Zach Kopp, Justin Charles, and Josh All. Hey, what's going on, Browns fans? Welcome back to another episode of the Dogs Podcast. As you can see, I am sitting here at the table by myself again, but that is because everybody's schedules are still kind of in flux, and you know, Blake's still at home with the newborn baby, so I'll give him a pass. He's probably got about four or five more days of that pass, and then I expect him back in here, so his wife can take it from there. I'm sure she'll approve of that message, but... Today, I'm going to be talking with you guys about the NFL draft prospects, and I've got a draft guru on the show tonight. Brian Bosarge from Deep Fried Draft joins the show to discuss which players that we could see wearing brown and orange in 2022. But before we dive into all that, I want to remind everybody, please follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. If you're watching on YouTube, please like and subscribe. Hit that notification bell so that way you never miss a new episode. And if you like listening to the podcast, subscribe to the show on Apple, Spotify, Google, And lastly, if you can't get enough Browns content, head over to jointhedogs.com. Join our official dog pack community on Patreon. Everybody in there is awesome. Diehard Browns fans. We've got a lot of great conversations going on. And it's also just a great way to support the show. We really appreciate everybody in there. Uh, We do an extra episode each week called the Dogs After Hours. It's a lot of fun. We've had a lot of fun with that show. So make sure you check that out. Jointhedogs.com. And one final thing before we jump in here with Brian Do not forget to enter our free Browns jersey giveaway. All you got to do is leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, take a screenshot of that review, and email the screenshot to bark, B-A-R-K, at thedogspodcast.com. So we've gotten a few people to send us screenshots of their five-star rating, and we appreciate that. That's wonderful. But you need to leave us a five-star review in order to be entered into this contest. So make sure you write a review and take a screenshot of what you wrote with the five stars and send that to us. And then you're into the contest. The first 100 people who enter the contest are going to get a Browns or a dog's podcast sticker in the mail. Obviously you're going to be entered into the contest for the Jersey. And for all of our Patreon members, if you're a member of the dog pack already, you are automatically entered into the contest, but you can be entered in twice. If you go leave your own five-star review on Apple podcasts, only Patreon members can enter the contest twice, just a little bonus for supporting the show. And we're going to be announcing the winner of the Jersey on April 28th during our live NFL draft coverage on YouTube. So make sure that you turn tune into that show and maybe we're going to be having our guest, uh, today on the show with us if uh, if you're available brian for the draft that night i i will not be you will not be <laughs> oh man all right what Sad you got to say what do you have going uh, on we uh 
over at my new spot that I'm at, uh, draftcountdown.com, where uh, we're going to live stream all three nights of the draft on our YouTube channel. Wow, okay. Uh, YouTube.com slash the draft countdown. So pick by pick every night. So that first night when you're uh, when the Browns fans don't have anything to watch, you know, the <laughs> they can kick on over <laughs> to our uh, YouTube channel and see what everybody else, all the fun everybody else is having. Well, we might be just running you guys on the side of the table here while we're doing our show and just <laughs> commenting on everything that's going on rather than putting the ESPN coverage up on the TV. And it's going to be fun, man. We're, we're, we're really looking forward to it. Awesome. Well, that's, that's cool. So everybody go check out, you know, what was it called again? Remind everybody. Uh, YouTube.com slash the draft countdown and DraftCountdown.com is uh, where I uh, apply my trade these days. Okay. Okay. DraftCountdown.com. I will remember that. I'm going to check that out. Um, so I wanted to get you on the show here because well, I mean, you're a draft guru. You, this is what you do. You, you love the draft. Um, we had you on last year. Why don't you just kind of remind everybody how long you've been doing this? Um, I started my own site, Deep Fried Draft, uh, in 2012. But I've been I've been following the draft since I was a you know 1990. I've I've watched the dra- every single televised pick of the draft since 1990. I've never missed a pick on Man, television. That is crazy. Yeah, it's, it's just been it's been my thing man and you know like like i'm a Bengals fan you can see from behind me there so you know the draft was all that we ever really had right to look forward to because the winning wasn't going to be a thing yeah we know how you feel it used to not be a thing anyway <laughs> well well let's talk about that just real quick I, I i had mentioned this when i talked to you earlier in the week Bengals fan how how do you feel right now how how was that super bowl run for you guys it was unbelievable because I, you know, it started with the wild. I mean, you haven't won a playoff game in 31 years, and the week before the wild card game, I've I've never been to a game in Cincinnati. Had never done it. I've never been on an airplane before. <laughs> okay. And I decided, you know what? That Monday, I'm going. I'm going to the wild card game. Flew so I flew to Cincinnati on the Friday before the game and flew out on Sunday. It's one of the most amazing experiences of my life, just being in that stadium. You know, to see that hex get lifted so to speak and then just to see them go on the run that they did after that beating the titans beating kansas city and then for all intents and purposes probably should have beat the rams in the super bowl if they could have managed to score any offensive points you know in the third or fourth quarter but you know things happen and they didn't but you know with joe burrow and company you have to think that you know they're they're going to be in it just as much as everybody else in the AFC powerhouses now. So, guess we'll see. But man, it was it was awesome, and you know, long time coming. Yeah, I mean Joe Burrow, man. I I've always been a Joe Burrow fan. I mean, obviously he started Ohio State. You know, that's my school, and it didn't work out there. But I always wanted him to succeed when he went to LSU, and then of course he has that phenomenal season. And who's sitting there at the top of the draft to grab him is the freaking Cincinnati Bengals. So now we got to we got to put up with Joe Burrow for God knows how many years. Oh man, we just got Big Ben out of the or the division. So sometimes it's it's not how bad you suck, it's when you suck. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um how did you feel about the officiating at the end of that Super Bowl? Are you not you're not I'm into not, that blame? Yeah, I mean, was the officiating subpar at the end of the game? Yes. Am I going to blame the officiating for the loss? No. Like I said, you had five consecutive drives where you scored no offensive points. 
just score any points there and you win the game. Yeah, I, it, that's something that we've harped on, like even last season, because the Browns blew some really close games, especially early in the year. They lost to the Chiefs. They lost to the Chargers, a game they should have won. All they had to do is get a first down, but there was a bad P.I. call against uh, geez, what was it? it was against the Browns. Mike Williams was actually holding on to the jersey of our defender, and it gave them a first down whenever it was like third and long or something. We were about to get the ball back. And then, of course, they end up winning the game, and it was like, well, you can't let one call from the officials dictate the game. Otherwise, you didn't play very well to begin with the rest of the game. Don't just take them out of the equation. Exactly. You know, don't, don't, let, don't ever let it get in their hands, you know, and you don't have to worry about it. So, I mean, it is what it is. Like I said, hopefully, you know, it won't take another 31 years for this to happen again, you know. Yeah. So, I'm just trying to look here. Who, just off the top of my head, what, what pick did the Bengals have? 31. Duh. I, I got to scroll for you guys a little bit here. Um, <laughs> who do you it's have? Been a while. Yeah, it has. Usually, <laughs> guys are in the other end like we are. Um, who, do you, who do you have kind of mocked going to Cincinnati? In my last mock this past Monday, I uh, I had them taking Tyra Linderbaum, the center mm. from Iowa, okay. uh, just to finish finish off the offensive line reformation process. Uh, I don't know if he'll fall that far or not. Uh, it's kind of a a hope scenario, but the way the board fell, you know, as I was going along with it, it's just kind of the way it happened. A lot of offensive, I had a lot of offensive tackles and wide receivers going ahead and kind of pushed him down the board just a little bit. But uh, if not, I think they'll they'll look at targeting uh, maybe an interior pass rusher on the defensive line. Uh, I could even see uh, uh, there's only one tight end I think could be in play here, and that's Colorado State's Trey McBride, mm-hmm. uh, fresh off his four five three forty at his pro day yesterday. Uh, his athletic ability and catch radius and everything I think would be huge for you know Burrow over the middle. He'll give you. I'm not taking anything away from C.J. Uzama, but he'll give you more than what you had in that position over the last four to five years, uh, if that's the case. Um, Maybe even an edge rusher for the Bengals uh, could be in play. Corner also in play. But the good thing is with the money they spent on the offensive line, signing Lyle Collins, signing Alex Kappa, signing Ted Karras, they're not pigeonholed into taking whatever the best offensive lineman is on the board now. Great. So possibly another weapon for Joe Burrow. That's what every Browns fan wants to hear. Well, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. I know. But um, before we dive into <clears throat> some more Browns center talk, I just want to let everybody know we're going to kind of be focusing a lot of the episode today on wide receivers because we know that's a position of need for the Browns. We want to touch on some defensive line interior edge rusher kind of talk as well. And then if time allows, which I... I'm running the show, so time's going to allow. We're going to do a quick mock draft for everybody, which I think is going to be a lot of fun. So last year we did like three mock drafts, just the four of us, but it'll be really nice to have a guy who actually does mocks like you do help me out through the first one here. I'm I'm here for it, man. I I enjoy it. Awesome. Um, Okay, so let's talk about which wide receivers you have at the top of your rankings. Let's just kind of talk about the first round, which – which receivers do you have going in the first round? And we don't have to spend a ton of time on these guys because I don't think the Browns are going to get any of these guys, but I'll, I'll kind of let you take it from there. I, all of these guys are so close, man, in my grades. Like there isn't a whole lot of separation for me with any of the top 
the big five wide receivers, as mm-hmm. we've been calling them on our podcast. Uh, that's the two Ohio State guys, Chris Olave, Garrett Wilson, both speed guys. Uh, both can catch, both gr- great route runners in their own right. Uh, then you have a couple, two guys with the injury questions, uh, Jamison Williams from Alabama, who, who pre-ACL injury in the championship game was the undisputed number one wide receiver for me. And Drake London had an injury, a uh, lower leg injury, uh, about halfway through what was on pace to be a record-breaking season at Southern Cal, where he had like 78 catches through the first eight games. It, I mean, he was it on says 88 catches. 88 catches. That's sorry. unbelievable. Yeah, eight I mean, games? it was on some kind of crazy pace. Uh, and then the injury kind of, you know, sidetracked him. And that wasn't even a very good team No, uh, this year. Southern Cal. So, but London's another guy. And then Traylon Burks, who has flirted with being the top wide receiver in this class, but then his subpar testing, uh, it's kind of maybe, I don't want to say he's made even afterthought, but I think, you know, it's kind of pushed him down. But he's that, you know, people are looking for that Debo Samuel guy now. That seems to be like the new hot thing, right? And right. Traylon Burks is, can be a bigger version of that. Uh, where because Arkansas lined him up all over the field. Mostly they lined him up in the slot, which I don't think is the best use of his skill set, but he was very productive for Arkansas there. But I think he can be very productive outside as well. So those are the five guys that I think are going to be uh, – I'm going to, at this point, willing to call them locks to go in the first round. Now, okay. does one start falling towards the end of the first round and the Browns like, hey, let's, let's trade some picks. That's and go up. yep. Is is you there know? one of these guys that you could see kind of falling down? Would it be Traylon Burks just because of the bad scoring and his and the combine and everything? I think that's very possible. You know, uh, I think I want to say I had Burks. Where did I have him going in my last mock draft? Here, I had him actually going twenty nine to KC uh, with one of their two first round picks. So I don't know if KC's going to be willing to move back because they have a buttload of picks. I didn't realize I'm doing a team mock draft for them uh, that's going up tomorrow. And I didn't realize how many picks they had until I started doing that. And they have a lot of high draft capital. So I don't know if they're necessarily looking to acquire more picks unless it's future picks, but the Browns really don't have those anymore. So, so I don't, true, I don't know if that's the team to trade with. Maybe Buffalo or Tennessee might want to come off of, you know, move back a little bit, but th- those are kind of like the target range. But maybe Burks falls to Detroit at thirty-two or something like that, and maybe that's a that's a place. Or I mean, I could I, I don't know that Jamison Williams is going to fall, but maybe there's more to his injuries, or maybe the same with Drake London that's that true. scare some teams off. And you know, the, maybe the Browns want to you know take a take a shot at you know maybe we have to wait f- six weeks into the season before we get him, but you know it'll be worth it. Yeah. Um, so those are the five that you've got locked in the first round. I got to ask you because we've got a lot of Ohio State Buckeye fans that watch the show. And obviously I'm an alum. Um, Garrett Wilson, Chris Olave, who you got above who? Like I said, it's very close. They're currently both one and two on my wide receiver board right okay. now. Okay. All right. But I have Olave one. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. All right. And it's for one. And I'll say this just because it's the grade is so close that one thing just sticks out of my head, and it goes back to the playoff game against Clemson and the throw and the catch uh, for the touchdown, the deep route. That that play just sticks in my head, <laughs> and uh, 
that's so that's why I have Olave ahead of Garrett Wilson. I mean, yeah, obviously I've watched pretty much every college game these two guys ever played. And I mean, Garrett Wilson was a, he was just a a different kind of receiver, difference maker from the start as a true freshman. Chris Olave, I thought he could have gone obviously into the draft last year. He didn't, he opted to come back. Was that the best decision? I don't know, but either way, you've got him ranked as your number one receiver in this class. I, there's reports coming out today, and like I said, anything you hear now over the next three weeks, you know, take everything with the largest grain of salt that you can. Right. But there are reports that both of those guys, the NFL is higher on than a lot of draft media, so to speak, although I've been high on Alave through the whole process. Uh, there's even some that think they could both go, like, in the top 12 Really? And maybe, yeah, and maybe maybe one even in the top 10. So it's going to be fun to see if that actually comes to fruition. But, you know, it's the, those reports are out there today, so we'll see. I, I feel like Garrett Wilson, at least from my perspective, has got a little bit more of the big play, highlight reel per potential. But Chris Olave is a route-running Savant, is that what you want to call it? I mean, he's just so smooth in his routes, and and he, he was just a hell of a receiver to watch. I, I loved him. Yeah, hundred hundred percent agree there. Uh, I think Atlanta at eight is seems to be the 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 niche spot there that every the the chic spot that everybody keeps going with the receiver, and Garrett Wilson seems to be the receiver that commonly goes uh, to Atlanta in those mocks recently. So it's definitely a spot to watch. Okay. For that. Yeah, I've I've seen mocks where Olave obviously goes like later in the first round and, and he's getting picked up by Green Bay. And I'm just thinking, oh my gosh, Chris Olave with Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> you want to talk about a guy who's going to be where he's supposed to be when he's supposed to be there? That's Chris Olave. Yeah, no doubt about it. Um, um oh go ahead. No, you know you go ahead. I was just gonna I was just gonna ask you, are there now I guess who, what would be your next tier after that top five? What would be like your next tier of receivers? And do any of those guys have a chance of slipping into that first round? I think every year there's one or two receivers taking the first round that you're watching and you think, oh, I, I didn't really see that guy going in the first round, but here he is. The next tier for me is a one-man gang. Okay. Uh, I literally have one guy in my next tier of receivers, and I don't think he's going to be on the Browns board because of age, and that's Christian Watson. Okay. The wide receiver from North Dakota State. Uh, the Browns tend to – whether it's the right thing or not, don't tend to draft guys that'll be 22 years old or, or t- older than 22 years old as rookies. They just have it under the new general manager regime they've had. Okay. And Watson will be older than that. Is he going to be 23? I think he may even be 24. I'm not oh, sure. Yeah, that I is. have to check on that. I've checked on that. Okay. Uh, but he's, I don't want to say he's still raw, but he has some rawness to mm. his game. But at the Senior Bowl, he was dominant uh, in the one-on-ones down here. And then he's – at the Combine, he's tested like one of the most athletic wide receivers of all time. I mean, he's like in the top 99.7 percentile of athletes. Wow. Uh, testing. So, um, his production isn't going to be as high as some of these other guys just because of the offense that North Dakota State ran. It's the same questions we had about Trey Lance – as a quarterback in his production last year, it's just their run-based, run-first run offense. It's just it's just who they are. It's how they've won 37 straight national championships or whatever at the FCS level. 
I'm not going to question what they do. It's what they do. <laughs> right. But uh, Watson, he's big. He's 6'4", 210, and runs in the four threes and jumps out of the stadium. And he's a good route runner, uh, catches the ball well. Age is the age is the thing that keeps him to me away from the Browns. Um, but that's he is my next tier receiver. He's num- currently number six on my board. Then after that, you get into some other names. I think give me the name I think to watch for the Browns. Maybe they come up in the higher part of round two. Maybe not get into round one, but mm-hmm. maybe they come up into the you know late thirties, so to speak. Is George Pickens from Georgia? Okay. He's going to be – he's going to fit that age. Mm-hmm. Uh, almost no production at all in 2021. Was injured either in the preseason or – but he he started coming back and he actually played, made a big play in the national championship game against Alabama. So if you go back to his 2019-2020 tape, you, you see the skill set you're looking for. And then he tested well like every single other Georgia player did. But I think he's going to move up boards. I'm out, I've even seen, you know, some mocks with him going as one of Kansas City or Green Bay's picks in the first yeah. round. I mean, it, it's he's started to hear that buzz. I don't know that he's going to get there. But that would be a guy I think the Browns could target in round two. Now, I will uh, say about George Pickens, Browns fans, it would not be the first time that the Browns went after a Georgia player who was really dominant young, you know, earlier in his college career, got hurt. And then wasn't as productive, but came in the NFL because Nick Chubb has been tearing it up for us for however many years now. Four years, five years. Exactly. And if it ain't broke, right? That's so, what I'm saying. Yep. I, know, like, I like George Pickens. I do. It, it's like the Bengals and LSU players at this point. Just just get them all. Yep. I'm, if, I'm cool if it works, it, it works. <laughs> um, so maybe they don't go with the receiver in the second round and maybe they look into that third round area. And that's where you start seeing some other guys, I think, maybe of interest to them, like Jahan Dotson from Penn State. You think he's going in the third round? I I, I think it's possible. Okay. Second round, maybe he's another one of those guys in the second round that interests them, like Pickens. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, but I, I, it wouldn't surprise me at this point because I think there's going to be people are going to look at the number of wide receivers, and it happens every year, and you start seeing them get pushed down. That's true because other positions of need get start going ahead. So that could be your ticket for Dotson to come down just a smidge. Uh, Jalen Tolbert, South Alabama, is another one. Maybe the age is going to be the issue, but you can't argue with his production or speed or size at South Alabama. He had almost three 1,000-yard seasons at South Alabama, some of the worst quarterbacking I've ever seen in my life. (laughs) I saw him play four times in person this year, if you include the Senior Bowl. I saw him play three times in person last year. So, I mean, Tolbert can play, and he's overcome a lot of badness. Okay. At the next level. So I can imagine what he can actually do with a quarterback like Deshaun Watson or somebody that can actually get him the football. Keep an eye out in the third round, Khalil Shakir, Boise State. Okay. This is a he's Christian Watson, but smaller and uh but a tremendous route runner. His speed is there as well. I and I'm willing to bet the Browns will have heavy interest in him as especially because of his, his per production profile and his age. Uh, Shakir's been one of the best receivers in the Mountain West Conference for the last two years. Um, he's also can be a, uh, that the little gadget guy that, you know, like he, he's, he's excelled at that at times as well. So those are some guys I think that the Browns will be interested in on the first uh, couple of days. I think, you know, honestly, they probably need to come away out of this draft with at least two. Yeah, that's what we're thinking too. Yeah. 
uh, one one early, maybe one in the uh, later rounds. But I, I think that's probably a safe bet. So let me ask you, <clears throat> excuse me, let me ask you three, well, I guess four other names here. Um, the first one's Justin Ross. What can you give me on Justin Ross? I'll, I wouldn't even have him on my board at this point. Really? Why not? Well, the testing was so bad. Mm. And you're dealing with a guy with a neck helmet off a neck injury. And l- let me see if I can pull up his testing numbers here just, you, just to give you no, a – You're good. Go ahead and pull that up. You're going to upset quite a few uh, of our uh, new Texans so, fans <laughs> or Clemson fans that are now following the show. Uh, well, I'm not one of those. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, as you can tell by my shirt here, yeah. not not going to hear me say much positive about that university. That's fair but, enough. That'd uh, be like me evaluating a Michigan guy. Oh, but I correct. do like DPJ. Uh, six three two oh five, but runs his ten yard split of one seven six. That's 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 not good. Okay. Four four six four forty for Justin Ross. Only a thirty one and a half inch vertical. Nine foot eight inch broad jump. Mm. Uh, his RAS score right now is in the 25th percentile. Okay. And a neck injury. No thanks. Okay. Well, we can move on from Justin Ross. I think <laughs> you've uh, you've swayed me away from him. How about John Mechie the third? Another guy coming off an injury, uh, but he was very productive at Alabama. They'll uh, in the shadows of you know this was supposed to be his year, right? This yeah. was supposed to be his year to emerge. And then, lo and behold, Jamison Williams comes around and whoops. Yeah, yep. <laughs> But Mechie was still still productive regardless. Um, I, I think if you can get him in the third round, I'd be okay with it. I don't. We're not going to get any testing data on him, though. I do not think he's going to run any at all before the draft. So you're kind of left to hopes and dreams as far as what his full profile is going to look like, but his production has been really good. So I would not hate John Mechie in the third round if I was a Browns fan. Yeah, he – oh, I guess he didn't get hurt until the SEC championship game, it says, but he had 96 catches for 1,142 yards and eight touchdowns last year, which – that's not bad. That's not bad. (laughs) (laughs) I would take that in a heartbeat. Um, I know I said four names, but now I'm scrolling and I'm seeing names that we've got listeners that keep throwing names at us and all the time. What about Calvin Austin, the third? Oh man, there was no sweeter feet in the one-on-ones at the senior bowl than Calvin Austin. Okay. Oh man. It was so, it was, it was so fun to watch uh, him just dicing up these corners. And uh, I mean, he's, a slight build. I mean, okay. that's just something you'll have to make peace with. Uh, he's not. He's not going to win any wrestling contest. Yeah, five sure. nine one sixty two. Five five eight one seventy. is his Ooh. official weigh in. But okay. one four four ten yard split. Four three two forty. Thirty nine inch vertical. Eleven foot three inch broad jump. His shuttle six six five three cone. Yeah, that's a guy I want and. Okay. He's another guy. Uh, third round would be maybe where you target him. Like I said, with Khalil Shakir, you know, with with the third round pick. If if I'm the Browns, that would probably because he's not going to last into day three. I don't believe. Okay. Um, all right. Two more. David Bell from Purdue. I'm I'm out at this point. You're out. David okay. Bell, despite his tremendous production, uh, he couldn't separate in college, but he overcame it. And still, like I said, just great numbers. Uh, 
mm. uh, at Purdue the last three. I think it was he over a thousand the last three years. I don't have the stats right in front and of I me. I believe it's pretty close, if not. Uh, but his he ran again at his pro day and he ran slower at his pro day than he did the combine, which seems like it shouldn't be a thing that happens. But four six five uh, for him at six foot uh, two twelve. Nine foot ten broad jump vertical wasn't there. His shuttles were poor. Like he's testing almost below forty percent athleticism. Um, I love his production, and but I, I guess you'd have to. How are you going to use him? Because you're right. going to have to basically get him open because okay. he's not going to be able to get himself open. Well, that's no good, especially in the uh, the NFL. We've seen. I, mean, I think Nikhil Harry pops immediately to mind of a guy who right. just cannot get separation, and it. Obviously, it shows that he's got next to no production now. The last guy that I'll bring up as far as wide receivers go is the guy that I get the most questions about, or not even questions, just emphatic Browns fans saying, this is the guy, and it's Wandale Robinson. Wandale Robinson can separate. Okay. That we know. (laughs) (laughs) Um, He also tested poorly and it it's like he did not test like you would think that his he would and the problem that he's going to have is his short arms oh okay. um, his his arms measured in at 27 and 5 8 inch arms one of the smallest i think that might be in this draft class of wide receiver prospects this becomes an issue because you know in the nfl it's very tight windows yes and you you need to give the quarterback all you can. And if your arms are four to five inches shorter than the defender that's covering you, not great. You have to hope that he can get himself wide open, which he has proved that he can do. And once he gets the ball in his hands, he's magic. Mm. But he just has to – that's, that's going to be an issue. Um, could the Browns look at him in the third round? Possibly. Um I could see him being there, but that I could also see him dropping into uh, day three as well. Okay. I, I I lied to you. I lied to you. I got one more name. I just scrolling. We did, I don't think we mentioned Sky Moore. Sky Moore is seems to be the darling of everybody's eye. I know that's why I had to bring him up because people keep saying Sky Moore, Sky Moore. And I, you know, very well could be. I'm not as high on Sky Moore because I'm late to the ball game on Sky Moore, to okay. be honest. I, I and that that's the God's honest truth. I only watched one game of his this year, and then all of a sudden I started seeing mocks with him in as early as the late first round. And I'm like, really? So I asked my partner at draft countdown and he's like, no, he's really good. Okay. And he tested above average. I mean, his 74 percentile athlete, but his production was great at Western Michigan. So yes, he's the, he's definitely a wild card here. I mean, there's some that have him like, I want to say Chris Trapasso at CBS sports has him as the number three receiver in this class. Really? Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, there, there, there's some wild infatuations with Sky Moore with, with some people in the draft media. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not there. I'm just looking I on. I think he's, he's definitely going to go in the – he's probably going to go in the second round. Well, I was looking at PFF, and they got him projected second round, but they say he has wide receiver one type of movement skills. 
Mm-hmm. And it says his floor is a quality slot option, which, I mean, you always need that in the NFL. So at the very worst, you draft this guy and he's a quality slot receiver. Okay. So you didn't hit the home run, but you still got probably a, a solid double out of that one. No, for sure. Yeah, like I said, he's going he's gonna to be productive in the NFL. Uh, I just don't know how high I would draft him. Uh, or, or would I draft him over some of these other guys that I think are more of a – home run threat to me like i like Jalen talbert more than i do sky Moore. okay um so let's go back to you said you did you say you just did your most recent mock yesterday monday monday did you mock a wide receiver to the browns at 44 i did only went to one round so i did oh uh, okay I, i didn't go that far gotcha if if you had to mock i guess just kind of project out a little bit what we've talked about here for wide receivers who would you if the browns go wide receiver at 44, who would you mock there? I think if I had to get – if I went that far and depending on how the board fell, like I said, I would have to do it out. I think George Pickens is probably the guy okay. that I could see most likely appealing to them at 44 as as far as receivers that would still be on the board. I would take him. I'd, I'd, I'd sign, sign me up for George Pickens at 44. If he's there, that would be absolutely awesome. I just want to remind everybody about DraftKings. Uh, make sure you join in on the, on the action – on the court during the biggest tournament of the year with DraftKings Sportsbook. Turn your team's victory into your own big win. New customers can bet $5 on any team to win and get $200 in free bets if they do. It's that simple. If they win, you win. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you can still join the College Hoops action with DraftKings Pools. Everybody can play free pools all March long for a shot at a share of over $250,000 in prizes. Simply join a pool and answer questions like who will make it to the next round and who will hit the most three-pointers and track your results. Go download the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now. Use promo code TPPN. Bet $5 on any college hoops team to win and get $200 in free bets if they do. If they win, you win with promo code TPPN. This week at DraftKings Sportsbook, you must be 21 years or older to play. Restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Before we kind of shift gears into the defensive line, I just kind of want to get your quick perspective on the quarterbacks. I know I didn't ask you this beforehand, but... I, I'm hearing all kinds of stuff about this quarterback class is not great at all, but we know from past experience that there are going to be teams that are reaching on quarterbacks, especially even in the first round, they're going to help the Browns out essentially and push other quality players that we need back toward us. It's going to happen. It shouldn't happen. Uh, there's a reason <laughs> you've seen all this quarterback movement this off season. Yeah. Teams just trading all these picks, Broncos, Russell Wilson, you know, Washington thinking Carson Wentz is still any good and right. trading picks for him. Yeah. You know, Indianapolis acquiring Matt Ryan on the twilight of his career just because they didn't want to draft one of these guys either. Um, Cleveland trading three first-round picks for Deshaun Watson because none of these guys were better than Baker Mayfield. What about Mitch Trubisky in Pittsburgh, you know? I, I, I think I, they're going to draft a quarterback. So, I, I don't okay. think – I don't think Mitch Trubisky's the uh, – he may start 2022. I don't think he's going to start in Pittsburgh well, much that, beyond that. That's kind of what I meant, though, is, is as far as Mitch Trubisky being a bridge so that they don't have to draft a quarterback this year and maybe they can get one next year. But you think they're going to take one this year? I would be surprised if the Pittsburgh Steelers do not come out of the first round with either Malik Willis or Kenny Pickett. Okay. 
I've, yeah, I've heard a lot of Kenny one. Pickett. Yeah. To Pittsburgh. Just, I mean, obviously the, the pit, uh, connection there at college, he played in Heinz field. So. And there's very few at this point dots. You can't connect to Mike Tomlin and Malik Willis at this point. He's almost openly like stalking at this. Yeah. Point. I was hearing about that. Wasn't it? The, was that the senior bowl? And he just kind of started bowl, following him around pro day and yeah. everything else. I mean, it, the combine he's chatting, chatting him up. It's, it, it's not a secret at this point. I think Mike Tomlin's hmm. e- either he is creating the largest smoke screen of all time <laughs> or the dude is like in love with Malik Willis. So as, as a fellow AFC North uh, team cheerer, I know those aren't the best words in the world, but how do you feel about the possibility of Malik Willis coming in to be the new quarterback of the Pittsburgh Steelers that you got to face two times a year? Doesn't scare me in the least. Okay. So you're not high on any of these quarterbacks whatsoever. No. Okay. That's that kind of confirms what I've been hearing about the class. I watched three games in the Senior Bowl of Malik Willis this year. Um, I watched the Lending Tree Bowl against Eastern Michigan in the rain. He was great. Uh, he was great at the Senior Bowl. Or uh, as a great, it's not a good term. He was good at the Senior Bowl. Okay. I also watched them play against Ole Miss and Syracuse, and he was sacked a combined fifteen times. All right. His was- pocket awareness. And even against Eastern Michigan, while he was only sacked one time in that game, but his pocket awareness was not great at all. So that is the thing that he needs time. This is why maybe it's not the worst thing in the world for him to go to Pittsburgh and he sits <laughs> behind Mitchell Trubisky. Oh, I thought you meant so that way we could get a couple easy wins every year. Well, that, but, you know, he, I thought the same thing. I, I hate to say this, but I thought the same thing about Josh Allen. I thought there was oh. no way that Josh Allen was going to be a good NFL quarterback. And it didn't look like it right at first either. No, but now he's – because you generally do not develop accuracy as you go along through the NFL. You either have it or you don't. Okay. Josh Allen did not. I mean, he was like right. a 55% passer at Wyoming. And I saw him almost kill a kid in practice at the Senior Bowl, <laughs> overthrowing the little the little net that they throw the balls in. He overthrew it and hit a kid over the fence. Oh, my gosh. So – it's like I I did not think that he would become, you know, one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL, which he is right now. There's no arguing that. So he but he is the he is the exception, not the rule at this point. So that's why I don't I'm I'm gonna continue my I currently have Malik Willis as in like maybe my fiftieth or sixtieth overall player uh, in this class. I only have one quarterback in the top my top 32 overall players, that's Kenny Pickett, and he's like 30. Wow. All right. Well, usually the sexy thing to talk about is quarterbacks when you're talking NFL draft, and uh, I think we're just going to move right on past that now because I'm not turned on at all by any Or Jacksonville. (laughs) I mean, they had the number one pick and can't sell. They probably couldn't give it away at this point. Yeah. So you think uh, Aiden Hutchinson will be the first name called? Certainly seems to be trending that way. Okay. Uh, Michigan guy. Um, Defensive line. So other than, I mean, I don't really want to dive into like the first round prospects. Tell me what you think. I feel like if the Browns go defensive line, it'll be in that second round because we just talked about all the receivers that very possibly could be available in the third round. So talk to me about the discrepancy there. Like as far as, 
available defensive line talent in the second round versus the third against the wide receiver talent in the second versus the third? I think if you have the choice right now and your top-rated defensive lineman's on the board and your top-rated wide receiver on the board, I think you take the defensive lineman because I think you're going to be able to get someone of a – maybe not the same guy, but someone Mm -hmm. of a similar grade in round three. I think the depth – uh, in that interior defensive line class isn't near as deep as what it is at wide receiver. So if they have a guy that they like at 40, 44, yeah. uh, at defensive line, I think that probably uh, is, is where they go. And I want to say I did a Browns mock draft like recently. Oh, well, that would be, that'd be handy. I'd like to hear that. Um, yeah, it was like maybe a week or so ago. So while you're looking for that, uh, just just a name on, uh, as far as pass rusher goes that uh, I, I've been getting a little bit of back and forth on social media with some some fans is Drake ja- uh, Drake Jackson out of USC. Yeah, he um his he was a top five prospect for us at draft countdown. Okay, before the season. Oh, and. Kind of worked it, played, played himself happened. out of that, huh? <laughs> then the season kind of happened, and you're like, oh, he's not very good this year. <laughs> okay. But his 2020 tape and his 20, not unlike George Pickens, except without the injury, his was just subpar tape. Mm. Uh, but his 2019, 2020 tape, really, really good. And then his testing this offseason has got you rethinking, okay, maybe he is the guy that we thought he was. Hmm. He's tested really well. So, but I consider him to be more of an edge than a right. interior defensive lineman. But you currently need one of those two yeah. right now. Yeah, and that's why I was kind of looking at edge and interior kind of combined here because I think I feel like the Browns value that edge rusher position at a higher priority than they would the interior defensive line. And, and I do think that through free agency, the Browns can build a very uh, solid interior defensive line. Still, there's or at a, there's least a, one that's passable. Yes, yeah, yeah. Respect uh, that, that a respectable defensive. Uh, yeah, I still think before the end of the day that 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 Clowney's back. I do too. Yeah. Um, but, but when it's all said and done, when he realizes he's, in, you know, stops trying to be a mercenary here, he'll uh, he'll he'll come back. Maybe it's another one year. Maybe he just plays one year deals the rest of his career. I, I don't Could. know. Yeah, but uh, I, I think it ended. But even if he does sign. I think you still need a third guy. Oh yeah, definitely we do. Yep. So it's that that so Drake Jackson very well could be uh, one of the guys they're looking for. I uh, I wouldn't be surprised if Majay Sanders from Cincinnati is another edge uh, that that's in play there. Very productive guy for the Bearcats. Uh, had a at the combine weighed in at, he weighed two forty five at the Senior Bowl. And weighed in at 228 at the combine, everybody were freaking out. Turns out he had the flu. Oh, okay. And dude lost like 12 pounds in three days. That happens, and, yep. But still tried to work out. I, I I don't know if I was him if I would have done that because that brought – but yeah. he gets back to his pro day, he weighs 247. Okay. So, so the question was answered, and I think, like I said, I think he's a guy that fits uh, that situation that, – situational pass rusher that the Browns could use there maybe as a uh, third down guy come in 
and move like when you bring when you inevitably bring Clowney back, you kick him inside on passing downs, and you let Sanders eat off the edge. Uh, I think that could be a guy. Drake Jackson, on the other hand, is a guy I think can bulk up enough that he could be in what I just said with Clowney, where he goes inside, you know, on pass downs, but but sets the edge on first and second. Uh, in my, that mock draft I yeah. did uh, last week, I had them taking Perry and Winfrey, the uh, interior pass rush from Oklahoma, uh, dominated at the Senior Bowl, was the Senior Bowl game MVP, uh, two sacks in the game. Uh, he's a guy that he gets after it from the middle, and everybody's looking for that because everybody loves wants some some Aaron Donald, right? They want yeah. they want to try to replicate that. You can't recreate Aaron Donald in a lab, so you have to try to find somebody as close as you can to him. I don't know if Perry on Winfrey's in that neighborhood, but he's at least lives in the same town. Hey, you know, if you're going to mention Aaron Donald's name in any sort of connection to one of these guys that the Browns could potentially end up with, I'll take it. I'll take it. Yeah, I I do think I'm very high on Perry and Winfrey. Uh, He's currently my number uh, two interior defense. I actually have him ahead of Jordan Davis. Oh, really? Uh, Okay. Now, he's not going to go as high as Jordan Davis. Yeah. Make no mistake about it. When you you do what Jordan Davis did at the combine, you're you're, that guy's going. Well, unfortunately, we're, I I have a feeling we're going to end up, both of our teams are going to end up seeing him a couple of times a year Uh. if you, if you know what I mean. Wonderful. Pur- purple may be his new color. Yeah, just, 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 just what they need, another one of those. <laughs> but uh, Travis Jones, UConn, is another guy that I love. And I saw him basically in one-on-ones at senior was taking guards with one arm and just walking them right back to the quarterback. He had a, he had a sack in, during the senior bowl game as well. But he's more of a – could be more of that nose tackle if need be, and that's kind of where he played at UConn. Uh, he's 6'4", 333, uh, but his testing was outstanding as well uh, for a guy that size. And he has pass rush upside uh, more than you would think based off his numbers from, from UConn. Like I said, he was more played more nose for them. So he's a guy I think could be a Brown's target at 44. A um, couple other edge guys I could see being – being around there, maybe he doesn't go in the first round. And if he falls a little bit, Boye Mafe, Minnesota, is a guy I could see. Maybe the Browns trade up a little bit for him just to get his athleticism. One of the most athletic uh, prospects this year at the Combine uh, from his defensive end position. Mafe, uh, another one, had two sacks during the Senior Bowl game. It was a lot of sacks in the Senior Bowl game, in case you haven't <laughs> picked up on that. But... Uh, Mafe at 6'3", 261, uh, 1'5", 6", 10-yard split, 4'5", 40, 41 and a half inch vertical uh, for a guy that size, uh, 4'2", 20-yard shuttle. I mean, he's a uh, 99% athlete, uh, Boye Mafe. So, a guy I could definitely see uh, the Browns uh, targeting. And I know another uh, Browns guy that, uh, that writes for the Browns loves him, some Nigerian prospects. So, uh, <laughs> would fit right in with that uh, cool, cool <laughs> lineage, so to speak. But Mafe is a guy. And if you get into the third round, I think there's some other guys to look for. Amari Barno, Virginia Tech, uh, a bit slight a bit slight for an edge, but ran uh, sub 4 four forty. <laughs> so Okay. <laughs> All right. Were there were, were that kind of is that kind of the end of the list of names you wanted to hit there as far as the Browns maybe in the second that second or maybe yeah, third round area? Um, 
another guy maybe who's kind of a – I don't want to call him a tweener, but I think he can do both interior and uh, outside, and that's Logan Hall okay. from Houston. Uh, I don't like him as much as I did his teammate last year, Peyton Turner, who ended up going in the first round of the Saints. I had him as a ninth overall prospect uh, last year. I don't have Hall that high, but I think he can rush the passer. Uh, he also tested fairly well. And you and you start getting into the, some other guys that maybe are a bit more on the raw side. Uh, yeah. Dominique Robinson, Miami, Ohio. Uh, former wide receiver. Now pass rusher. You don't see that conversion very often, do you? No, not often at all. But uh, 6'4", 252, he also tested. Well, he tested like a uh, guy who used to be a wide receiver. And now plays <laughs> defensive end. So uh, I think he might actually be uh, maybe a third-round target, potentially maybe even fourth round. That's crazy because uh, usually you see that like a, a big wide receiver like that will go to tight end, mm-hmm. not edge rusher. <laughs> crazy how it works yeah (laughs) it is but hey that's awesome that's good to know um appreciate you giving us you know all those names to look at it's just a lot to take in i know things are probably still going to be shifting and moving as we get closer to draft season so i'd love to have you back on at least one more time maybe a couple times between now and draft season just a touch base on some of these prospects risers fallers and things like that um real quick you said you did do a full Browns mock draft? I did. Okay, do you just kind of want to run through those players before we dive into our mock draft here at the end of the show? I can do that. Um, at at uh, second round, pick 44, Perry on Winfrey, defensive okay. line, Oklahoma. Uh, round three, pick 78, Khalil Shakir, wide receiver, Boise State, who I talked about earlier. Uh, round three, pick 99, Amari Barno, the uh, edge rush, Virginia Tech, sub 4-4 uh, defensive end guy I just spoke about. Uh, round four, 118, I went JT Woods, safety, Baylor. Uh, round six, pick 202, uh, Kyron Johnson, kind of a hybrid edge linebacker guy from Kansas. Uh, round seven, pick 223, uh, Sterling Weatherford, a safety linebacker, uh, special teams guru, uh, 6'4", 210-pound uh, safety, can play line, played linebacker at the Senior Bowl okay. uh, from Miami, Ohio. And round seven, pick 246, a very intriguing athletic six foot seven, 260-pound tight end prospect, Austin Allen from Nebraska. Okay. All right. What's up, Browns fans? I just want to tell you real quick about Built Bar. Built Bar is the world's first ever protein candy bar, or it might actually be a candy protein bar. Either way, Built Bar provides the nutritional snack you need for a healthy diet without that nasty, chalky taste of a traditional protein bar. Get 10% off your order when you use promo code BARK, B-A-R-K, at Built.com. That's promo code BARK for 10% off your order at Built.com today. Well, let's go ahead and dive into this quick mock draft that you and I are going to do here together. I'm going to try to throw this up on the screen without breaking anything hopefully so we'll do all seven rounds all right let's just make sure this is coming up can you see it now i can okay awesome all right so brian and i are going to do this mock draft we are not going to do any trades today i think we'll we'll play around have some fun in the next few weeks we'll maybe do some trades and see what we can come up with maybe get the browns into the first round to go get chris olave right i've seen a lot of you listeners out there sending us 
uh, pictures of your mock drafts, like on Twitter and, and things. And everybody's got the Browns taking Chris Olave in the first round. I said, the Browns front office needs to get a hold of you guys. <laughs> Figure out these trades. So, Who needs right. those picks? Yeah, it, right. Who needs them? Who needs them? All right, so I'm just going to go ahead and click start here. Let it run through. Um, I just saw a couple of the receivers go off the board on the side there. Malik Willis looks like he's playing in New Orleans. Browns are coming up. Very possible. So Sky Moore went to the Falcons at 43 right before us. So let's look at who's available here. As far as, what do you know about, I mean, would the Browns have any interest in uh, the edge out of Oklahoma, Nick Bonito? He's another guy. Bonito is a, uh, he's a quick, he's smallish type of guy, uh, but he can get after it off the edge. He's he's very productive. I think, it, I don't know that 44 is where he'll get maybe, but he's a, uh, he can, he can definitely rush the passer uh, for sure. Um, four, five, four, 40 guys, six, three, two, 48, um, 93% athlete though. So yeah, okay. Benito could, uh, could definitely be in play. So go ahead and look at the screen here, uh, Brian, and just let me know. I'm going to start kind of at the top here. So I don't think we're going corner linebackers, never a big thing for the Browns. Really? Um, we've got a couple edge rushers here. There's uh, you talked about Logan Hall. And then there's George Pickens, the wide receiver. And as far as other wide receivers, there's Jalen Tolbert, um, Justin Ross. Now we're getting into that kind of area. Are you seeing any names here that are popping out that you think? I I didn't see like Winfrey or um, who was the other uh, defensive line? Travis Jones. There's Jones at 33. I don't know if Winfrey or maybe he's just – maybe PFF is lower on him than – I am. They might be. All, oh, there he is. There's there he is. 81. Okay, so, so so are we? Let, in theory here, you could probably maybe he's on the board at seventy eight. Yeah, um, it's possible. If, if we if we want to go George Pickens here. Okay, so let's do that. Let's go George Pickens if I can find him up here. Um, there he is. Okay, so we'll go ahead and we will draft wide receiver George Pickens out of Georgia. Browns go and get their guy. Now we're going to wait till seventy eight. Now. I, th- we did a lot of PFF mocks last year. I know it's not exactly the way, you know, somebody like yourself would have these guys mocked up. But if Perrion Winfrey is still here, he, the, he just went. I do believe I thought I saw his he? name go by. Yep, yeah. he did. A couple picks before us to the Seahawks. Okay, so this is where when I've been doing mock drafts, I've kind of been running into a problem. When I take a receiver at forty-four, I'm left with not a whole lot of guys. I'm I'm thrilled with at the defensive line. So. See, see, this is where I, I, I feel like maybe we should have, because now you're, you're almost buyer's remorse now because you, you see Shakir is available, John Mechie's available, Calvin Austin's available. So this is kind of goes back to what I said earlier, where if, if they're even in grades, maybe yeah. you go with, but with PFF's grades here, you have Winfrey was 87, so he wasn't anywhere near the same grade as, as George Pickens. So that's why you kind of went with, you would go with Pickens there. so Right. So, But if we would have gone with Winfrey at 44, then we would have had our pick. We could have gone Mechie, Austin. We could have gone mm-hmm. with Shakir. Uh, some so of these let other- this be a lesson to you in future uh, rounds mock drafting. Yeah. Yeah. And it will be because this is exactly what I've experienced doing mock drafts on PFF. And here we are again, sitting in that same situation. I'm glad we did this just to t- kind of talk through it. So if this was, this was the situation, who on the board right now, would you pick 
for the Browns. How interested would you be in a Mike linebacker? Oh, I don't think it would hurt. Because I know because we... Go ahead. Did I see Chad Muma still available? Uh, um, or did he go earlier? I'm not... I could have swore I saw his name, but maybe, maybe I'm, I'm mistaken. Okay, it looks like I was wrong. So... Okay. I, I don't mind Darian Beavers, uh, the Cincinnati linebacker who was, I think, the top top available player if that's where you wanted to go. Beavers uh, tested superbly uh, at his pro day, his great size, and he's a finisher, uh, 6'3", 237, 4740 guy, uh, testing 95% of uh, all athletes uh, in this draft class. I think he could be – an upgrade for sure over Anthony Walker, I guess. Okay. So I think that could be a spot here because I don't know that any of these edge guys are, are, are wowing me here. Like I don't think Josh Pascal is, is there uh, for me right now. Um, I think your offensive line is probably okay. Uh, not really in need of an upgrade on the interior, but I do love Cole Strange, uh, the Chattanooga, uh, guard there. Now see, see here we go with the with these guys and like Fedarian Mathis would he's he can rush the pass. He had nine sacks this year for Alabama. Okay, so he is a productive interior rusher. Um, is he still on the board at ninety nine though? I, I I I don't know, but I can tell you this: none of these other guys I'm going anywhere near. Okay, so Mathis is the only one out of that list. What about if we drop down here and just looked at the edge real quick? There's Sanders, and oh. I just talked. To, I, I think he could be good here Okay, uh, for the Browns. So would you pull the trigger on him instead of doing what we did last time and hoping that Winfrey fell? <laughs> I think so. Okay. I, I think let's go with, with Maje Sanders here at pick 78. Okay, we will do that. And now we're going to go a few picks into the future. Pick 99. We are back on the clock. So we got our we got one of our receivers, I guess, because we talked about Brown should probably try to mm-hmm. come away with two. We did go grab an edge rusher there at the last pick. So what are you thinking here for this this pick at ninety nine? Um, did where did did Mathis go? What's that? Did did Mathis did Fidarian Mathis go? Oh, let me pull down. Um, we'll just go there quick. Looks yes. like it. Yep, right. he's gone. So, like I said, so we're we're not going to get one of those guys uh, okay. high anyway. So now I'm looking at. So at this point, now we're looking at depth, mm-hmm. and because we're not getting a starter now, that's kind of where where we're at. So I am almost. Uh, wanting to maybe get maybe get another corner because or a safety here. Let's look at the safeties. Okay, so we'll go down to oh, there. We go safety. So you got Nick Cross, Sterling Weatherford, Marquise Bell, Leon O'Neill. Any of Nick these guys? Cross is interesting to me because he can play nickel and he can play safety, and I've he okay. very, was a very productive pass rusher. Uh, out of out of the uh, c- coming up on the line for Maryland this year, 
And he also tremendous at the combine. Nick Cross, six foot two twelve, four three four in the 40, 37 inch vertical, 10 foot 10 inch broad jump, 99% athlete, uh, Nick Cross. So you if want- nothing else, yep. your special teams are better. Okay. So it, is he the guy to pull the trigger on? Did you? I think so. Let's 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 pull the trigger on Nick Cross here at pick ninety nine. Okay. We will take Nick Cross. And then we'll wait a little bit here. We'll get to pick 118 for the Browns' next selection. We are on the clock. Now, I will say when I've been, well, you know what? I'm not going to say what I've been doing. I'll let you do. You tell me what you're thinking here. Okay, so we just we just drafted a safety. Now, let's look at Matthew Butler there from Tennessee, still on the board defensive lineman. We know we're going to need one at some point. Mm-hmm. Butler six foot, oh, a little shade under six four, two ninety seven, seventy uh, percent athlete, but had uh, really good at the Shrine Game by all accounts and decent testing, you okay. know, decent athlete. Okay. I think he's a guy that uh, was a rotational piece, could be good here, um, and the value is there as he's one twelve here, we're one eighteen, so it, everything lines up. For Matthew Butler from Tennessee with this pick. Okay, so I will pull the trigger on that. So now we just went and we got an interior defensive lineman. So we've gone receiver, edge, safety, and interior D-line. So now we're rolling on. We've got a little bit of time to wait now. Um, so we we're, get to- we're to the dart-throwing portion of the draft now. Yeah, correct. <laughs> the 200. <laughs> so we're going to be coming up on pick 202 here. I should have set this thing to super fast. Okay, here we are. All right, let's see who's on the board here. As far as wide receivers, nobody we've talked about, of course. Um, All right, there is one player here that we're going to pull the trigger on. Oh, cool. Who is it? We're getting us a punter. (laughs) You've been talking to Barry Shuck, haven't you? We're going to dra- – I'm going to be honest. He's not going to be available at pick 202. Okay, that's what he said too. It's, it's not going to happen. But if he is, give me punt God all day long. Areza? Oh, yes. Okay, all right. Have you, so, have you not seen – how have, have you not seen this guy's dude, highlights? I don't, watch, I don't watch YouTube highlights of punters. I just – just not what I do. I don't know. I, but I get it. And, and we've had a lot – we had a lot of people – after last week's show, because we talked to Barry, and he brought him up, as, as he said, would you take a punter in the fourth round? And we were all like, no way, we're not taking a punter in the fourth round. I would round. take a reason in the third round. Really? Okay. Yeah, and I've never said that about a special teams player ever. I've been on team, never draft any kicker, punter, long snapper at all. Hmm. But then I watched this guy. I When I watch games during the college football season, I fast forward through every special teams rep. Just, just go. Fair enough. Not when I watch San Diego State. I wanted to watch this guy. Really? There oh. was a game against Hawaii, and you can look it up. It's readily available on Twitter, YouTube, or whatever. Just look up Matt Ariza, Hawaii. Okay. Just Google that after this is after this show's over with. Hawaii thought they were being cute. They put a punt returner at the 30 and a punt returner at the 10. He kicks from his own 20-yard line. It goes into the end zone. Really? He uh, he kicked it over the head <laughs> of two guys. Okay, I. Hey, man, you are the draft expert. I'm gonna give it to you. I, you're the second person now in the last week to say need to look at this guy. And I don't know, man. I, somehow you just got me all pumped and excited about a punter. So here we go. We're gonna draft him. 
I, I'm going to check out those highlights because you got to do. I it. feel like I'm missing out big time. He's the only is the only kicking prospect I've ever gotten excited about. So let's okay. look at our wide receivers now because I said we were going to take two. Yes, so I'll just and pull I feel those like up. We, we need to look at see what's available here. I don't even know who Malachi Carter is. That's I, that's sad. <laughs> I feel like I've watched a hundred guys and I've not watched him. We are in the seventh round, so. Oh, oh, oh! I guess so. Yeah. Um, let's. Makai Pope. Oh, Reynolds. Here we go. Here's your guy right here. Rank three forty three. Isaiah Weston. Okay. Let me give you a little profile here on your future Northern Iowa wide receiver here in the seventh round. <laughs> All right. Isaiah Weston, six foot three, two fourteen, one four nine, ten yard split, four four two forty, forty inch vertical, eleven foot three inch broad jump, ninety nine point nine percent athlete. I'm gonna take a chance on that guy in the third in the seventh round, right? I mean, those What's the worst that can happen. He's a punt gunner. I mean, they. You saw what they did with Donovan Peoples Jones in the sixth round a few years ago, and he's he, yeah. Right now, he's like our number two receiver. So, all right, yeah. Isaiah Let's take Weston. Isaiah Weston here. Okay, so we've got one pick left. Pick two forty six here in the seventh round, and we'll see who Brian wants us to take. Another I punter. Feel like I have to take an offensive lineman here just because just to see what happens here. Okay. I feel like you need to take one guy, if for nothing else, to help out the practice squad, so to speak, because I think whoever you take here is not going to make the team. Okay. So, um, here we go. Let's look at uh, right here from Fordham. Nick, Nick Zakel, he's a – he can play ta- he, uh, play tackle uh, at Fordham. Had a great game against Nebraska. The only game of his I watched this year uh, before the Senior Bowl was at the Senior Bowl. Uh, played guard all week down there, probably because he has 32-and-a-half-inch arms. Mm. But I think, you know, in a pinch, if he needed to play tackle for a couple of plays, sure, why not? Uh, I think he can back up at, – at the very least, he can back up your two interior positions. Um, like I said, he's, he's a guy that you want on your practice squad because guys are going to get hurt, and, you know, yep. if you've got him in the system – He's a, he, he's a solid player. So let's go with Nick Zakel. Jay is silent. Uh, okay. With the last picker. All right. So the draft is rounding out right now, and we're going to get a grade. We'll see how we did. I don't think it's going to be great. I don't think it is either. I think that we've kind of seen what happens. Let me see if I can make this a little smaller here so we can see it. Hey, B minus. Hey. That's not, that's I'll not take awful. It. So I'll take George Pickens at 44 is a B plus pick. But then, uh, is it Majay Sanders? Majay Sanders? The edge rusher out of Cincinnati got us a D. So, I think that was kind of rough. Nick Cross, B+. Matthew Butler got you an A- there, Brian. The interior D lineman. Uh, Matt Ariza got a D, but, I mean, I I don't know how much value PFF is putting on punters, so. Probably not a lot. Yeah, so, obviously, that's going to bring down a grade, but if he's a difference maker for your team, that's all that matters. Isaiah Weston. Nice one. That was a B minus right there. And then Nick Zakel at the end, C plus. Overall, B minus. Not bad for the first mock. And not bad. Not, not bad. bad for kind of honestly, I feel like we sort of screwed it up. And we're probably should. a better student than I was in high school, if we're gonna be honest. I think that's fair. <laughs> but I think that we can see now if the Browns stay pat, which we know teams never do. There's always trading and moving a little bit here and there at the very least, but 
wide receiver at 44 might not be the best option if that's where we're going to stick. It might be a defensive lineman, whether it be edge or interior, because we saw that there's going to be plenty of wide receivers, and maybe not plenty, maybe three or four that we're going to be satisfied with in the third round, don't you think? I, I believe so, yeah. yes. And uh, and I even said that and went against what I said earlier with the pick, but, you know, looking back on it now, Drake Jackson was available at pick 44 when we made this pick. I, I it, So in this scenario, pick Drake Jackson at 44. Would you take him over Winfrey? Because he was available too. I guess it really depends on what the – this is definitely going to be Brown-specific. Yeah. And it may how, – how long of a deal can – do they sign re-sign Clowney before the draft and how many years is that deal for? Okay. If Clowney's on a multi-year deal, maybe you go with Winfrey. If if Clowney's not re-signed or he's on a one, another one-year deal, then maybe you go with Drake Jackson. I, and maybe you go with Drake Jackson anyway and just give yourself three of those guys to throw it. Because, I mean, it ain't just Joe Burrow and Lamar Jackson you're having to deal with now in the AFC. It's now no. Russell Wilson and, you know, Justin, Justin Herbert. Herbert, you know, and heck, even Derek Carr now, you're giving him Devontae Adams to throw to. It's, yeah, well, I mean, even Tua, who is above average, I think. I don't think he's a stellar quarterback by any stretch at the moment, but now he's got Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill to throw to. Right. I mean, it's the AFC. I mean, it, 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 to be honest, they should change the playoff structure this year and just go with, you know, 10 AFC teams and four <laughs> NFC teams. Cause that's really only this deserving the NFC anyway at this point. Yeah. But I mean, you, you could see uh, the, the number one seed in the AFC being 11 and six would not shock me at all. That's crazy. Well, we've been talking about that AFC West division just kind of beating up on itself out there. So. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. It's definitely going to be an interesting season. Um, thank you. I appreciate you jumping in here and, and talking draft prospects with us. I think our listeners are going to love this. Um, I, I love your I love your insight, uh, your perspective on these guys, the research you do. I think it's very well done, very professional, um, and you're just a cool guy to talk to. So. Always well, I appreciate, have fun. I appreciate yeah. that, Josh. And I, like I said, I'll, I'll, I'll talk draft with anybody anywhere. It's it's just so fun to do. Yeah. And, you know, even a Browns podcast. <laughs> I guess if you got to scrape the bottom of the barrel, right, you can you can make it happen. But but we'll definitely we'll, we'll get you back on the show here before uh, draft night, considering that we won't be able to have you on draft night, but we'll be watching too. Um, tell everybody where to find you again, just because I cannot remember the new name off the top of my head. Follow me on Twitter at Deep Fried Draft. That's the easiest way to get yeah. everything that I'm going to do. Okay. Uh, and uh, the my the new site that I write for it's not a new site by any means, but DraftCountdown.com. Uh, we 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 put me and my partner put daily something new up every day. Nice new new stuff every day to read there. Um, and we're going to live stream on our YouTube channel, YouTube.com/slash The Draft Countdown. For you Ohio State fans out there that insist on putting the word the in front of everything, <laughs> the draft youtube.com slash the draft countdown. Uh, we do we do our podcast live every Wednesday night at uh, nine nine Eastern, eight central, and we're gonna live stream we live stream all four nights of the combine. Okay. Which was rough. Nice. <laughs> yeah, I bet, I bet. But, th- 
I think we're going to have a lot more fun live streaming every single pick of the NFL draft on our YouTube channel. So yeah, be sure and follow us there and uh, subscribe to it and all that good stuff. It's we have a good time with it every week and we're going to have a real good time with it during the draft. Sounds awesome. Well, I mean, I guess that is probably why you can also find us on every social media platform at the dogs podcast. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> go to thedogspodcast.com and also go to thedogspodcast.com slash store. We've got a new storefront out there for merch. If you guys want some Dogs Podcast merch, got some new designs and new designs coming and some might be focused around some of these new players we get. Maybe a George Pickens, you know, design for a t-shirt. I don't know. We'll see how things go. But uh, Brian, thanks again for joining us. Everybody, make sure you do not forget the contest. Please say, leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcast. Take a screenshot, send it to Bark at thedogspodcast.com. And everybody have a great weekend and we'll see you guys next week. Thanks for listening to another episode of the dogs podcast. Make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel and follow us on Twitter at the dogs podcast and become an official dog pack member and join the dogs.com. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.